Epistle at Mass today is from Romans 15. For what things soever were written, were written for our learning, that through patience and the comfort of the Scriptures we might have hope. Comfort of the Scriptures. Hey, we all want comfort. Open up your Bible. Get comforted. Word of God and Scripture and tradition will comfort you. Now the God of patience and of comfort grant you to be of one mind, one towards another, according to Jesus Christ, that with one mind and with one mouth you may glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive one another, as Christ also has received you, unto the honor of God. For I say that Christ Jesus was minister of the circumcision for truth of God, to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. But that the Gentiles are to glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore I will confess to thee, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and I will sing to thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and magnify him, all ye people. And again, Isaiah say, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise up to rule the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope and in the power of the Holy Ghost. power of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is not a fluffy bird. The Holy Ghost is God Almighty. Power of the Holy Ghost. If you're living in a state of grace, you have the power of the Holy Ghost in you. Not a little bird fluttering around. Gospels from Matthew 11. Now when John the Baptist had heard in prison the works of Christ, sending two of his disciples, he said to him, are you he that come is are you he that are to come or are we to look for another? At first glance it looks like John the Baptist is doubting in faith here, but he's not. What John the Baptist is doing here is sending his disciples to Jesus. He knows he's going to be killed and he's pointing his disciples to Jesus to follow him now. And Jesus making answer to them said, Go and relate to John what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead rise again, the poor of the gospel preach to them, and blessed is he that shall not be scandalized in me. And when they went their way, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What went you out into the desert to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Behold, they that are clothed in soft garments are in the houses of kings. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my angel before my face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. And how did John the Baptist prepare the way for Jesus? By telling people to repent. That's how you evangelize. You have to tell people to repent. Drop the mortal sin. 
and then you can go to Christ. You can't cling to your mortal sin and cling to Christ. Like oil and water, it won't mix. So the big, huge part of evangelization is telling people to repent, instructing them to repent, instructing them how to repent. They may not even know how. We have to do the difficult work of the John the Baptist. We've got to be John the Baptist and repent ourselves and lead others to repentance. Because without repentance, it's all just a big novus order waste of time. You've got to repent. That's how you get in the state of grace. Good confession. Repentance. Cut through all the nonsense and the rigmarole. You got to repent. Have a good confession. Get into the state of grace. Anything short of that, you're on your way to hell. From Baltimore Catechism number three. Starting on question 1100. How many kinds of prayer are there? So there's two kinds of prayer. There's mental prayer called meditation, in which we spend time thinking of God, or one or more, or one of more, one or more of the truths He has revealed, that by these thoughts we may be persuaded to live holier lives. And secondly, there's vocal prayer, in which we express these pious thoughts in words. Why is mental prayer most useful to us? Mental prayer is most useful to us because it compels us while we are engaged in it to keep our attention fixed on God and his holy laws and to keep our hearts and minds lifted up to him. And here's a super important question. Question 1102 in Baltimore Catechism 3. How can we make a good meditation? It gives five steps how to make a good meditation. Number one, by remembering that we're in God's presence. Recollection. God's not a million miles away. He's everywhere. Two, by asking the Holy Ghost to give us the grace to benefit by the meditation. Come, Holy Spirit. Something simple as that. Do. Three, by reflecting seriously on some tra sacred truth regarding our salvation. Okay, something from the sacred scriptures, something from the catechism. Lives of the saints. Four, by drawing some good resolution from the thoughts we have had. And fifthly, finally, by thanking God for the knowledge and grace bestowed upon us through the meditation. It says, where can we find subjects or points for meditation? It says, the words of the Our Father. Ooh, that's a good one. The seven petitions of the Our Father. Seven different meditations contained in there. Deep, deep, good stuff. The seven petitions of the Our Father. Wow. Good meditation material. The words of the Hail Mary, of the Apostles' Creed, 12 articles of the Creed. Also, the questions and the answers in the Catechism, in the Sacred Scriptures, various books of meditation, the lives of the saints. That's a good one, too. Need to be spending at least 15 minutes a day in mental prayer. At least. And that's in addition to your rosary. That's a mix of mental prayer and vocal prayer. Latin word for the day said, Libera nos e malo, but deliver us from evil. The seventh petition of our Father here, we ask God for protection from evil spirits. 
sed libera nos amalo.